Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Certain Point of View. I did hit record. Hi, hi, Tim. All right. Hello there. So I hit record at maybe an awkward moment, just as you were saying something disgusting happened at my house. What what <laughs> happened at my house? I don't know. Your mic was on, and I signed on, and you weren't there, and nope. I heard, that's disgusting, and then it sounded like a vacuum, and then it sounded like scrubbing, and then I stopped listening because it was your family <laughs> talking, and I didn't want to... <laughs> yeah, I walked out of the... There's absolutely no telling what that was. We have a dog and two teenage kids, so uh, yeah, and yeah, and I decided me. to stop listening in. So good, I was like, uh, yeah. good thinking. Well, welcome oh, to wait. our certain point of view, everybody. And boy, do we have a show for you, uh, Tim? Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. Did you happen to see uh, Clone Wars this week, Tim? I saw Clone Wars this week. And that's what we're here to talk about. Oh my goodness, are we here to talk about it? Oh my goodness, are we here to talk about it? So today is Monday, April 27th. and It's uh, my brother's birthday. Oh, happy birthday to him. Shout out, as they say. Indeed. Indeed. Um, You got any uh, stories? Anything interesting happen? I took apart my motorcycle. Did you see my Besker uh, side plates, side panels? I did. I did. It's pretty sweet, huh? I, um... I lifted my motorcycle and then promptly set it back down. There's some water puddling, so I had to shift it a little bit. Yours is not a small bike. What do you mean you lifted it? Uh, I'm not a small guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just I, I lifted off the kickstand because the kickstand was sitting in a pool of water and just kind of moved it a little bit. Um, but that was the most that I got. <clears throat> you ever use this? Uh, I fixed a... You got a center stand on that thing? What? What? No. Yeah, uh, I'd be hard to rock back. No. Yeah, I had it. I have used a center stand, but no, this one does not have it. Yeah, I decided I'm uh, so I'm repainting my uh, bike. I had to take apart the carbs, and while it's out, I'm like, eh, I might as well clean it up. It was a barn bike for uh, 18 years before I bought it, and so a lot of uh, dirt and stuff that I'm still getting through. Um, and while it's apart, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do the full makeover. I'm gonna I'm gonna detail this thing. I'm gonna pretty it up. So uh, there were some dents in the in the tank. So I bonded those. And while I was at it, I did this with my last bike too. I went ahead and took off the uh, emblems, uh, the Yamaha, and uh, bonded over the holes so I could put my own emblem on it. Guess what I've decided on? Mudhorn. Ah, you're really really close. Um, I'm doing uh, the uh, the crate dragon uh, Mandalorian symbol with uh, this is the nice. way. Yeah, so it'll be a red tank, and in black it'll be the 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 uh, crate dragon with uh, this is the way, and a black race stripe down the center of the tank. So it should turn out real pretty. I'm uh, I'm pretty good at that sort of thing. Um, so I'm excited. So that's my personal news. Um, so these are my quarantine projects, just sitting in my garage. My daughter's been helping me with it, so that's exciting. She got to go on her first bike uh, motorcycle ride uh, last week, or so. Yeah. Anyway, do we have any real news? Do you, I don't. Um, so I guess the question well, is, the, a, yeah, go. 
Yeah. I was doing some, I was doing a little bit of reading and uh, it seems that our release schedule is going to be a little bit weird for these next couple episodes. Uh Uh-oh. Have you seen that? I have not. Please fill us in. Please. So Friday, what is that? 28, 29, 30, the 1st? Is that May 1st? May 1st this Friday is our next episode of Clone Wars? Mayday, Mayday, yep. I, yeah, yeah. I saw a rumor that uh, three days later. Do you know what three days after that is? I'm guessing the fourth. It is the fourth, which is Star on Wars our Day. countdown. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, spoiler, spoiler to the countdown: We are seven days from Star Wars Day. May fourth. Um, there are many things happening on Star Wars Day. When you say many, do you so mean like tiny? Many. <laughs> Sorry, gone. Many with an A. Right. Many with an A. Um, there are three. In fact, when I say many, I'm, I mean three. Many. There are three items happening with Disney Plus on Star Wars Day. One is the release of Episode Nine. Am I right? I'm guessing. One is the release of Episode Nine. They're they're bringing that out a couple of months early. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't already purchased it, digital DVD, Blu-ray, it's available on all those. The it seems that Disney Plus versions of things don't typically have the special features, so if you want those, you have to purchase it in another fashion. Um, actually, I don't think the DVD one has the special features either. You need the Blu-ray or the digital. And oddly enough, if anybody goes out there and buys the digital on Amazon, there are two digital copies available. Yeah. One is the movie for nineteen ninety-nine. The other is five hours long. It's the movie with all the special features. Maybe not all, but a bunch of special features. Yeah. A couple hours worth. Also for nineteen ninety nine. So, uh, buy the one with the special features. Yeah. Because Cause. even if you don't want to watch them right now, you <laughs> can just stop at the end of the movie and not watch them. Like I don't understand. It was an odd thing. But anyway. Yeah. Um. It it takes more to download it, I guess, if you're downloading movies. Uh. But there's more. There's more. That's the movie. Uh. There's something from the Mandalorian coming. There's some kind of special that they're doing. Uh, so I imagine we're going to do, once we know exactly what that is, we will probably do a special episode of this because we started off as Mandalorian podcasters. Yeah, we um, did. And uh, so that's that's something we're going to want to talk about when, when whatever that behind the scenes, or, it's some kind of special that they're doing. Huh. Uh, but there's more, and this is the big one that's going to have a, a pretty big impact on us long term. Uh, what I read said that they are also releasing the final episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, on Star Wars Day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we'll be um, early. Yeah, so that's going to change some things for us, because we, we're going to record on Star Wars Day for the episode coming out Friday. So, I'm thinking... I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to... And we haven't talked since I got this news, so... If if uh, Jim didn't already know this, then he's getting it from me right now. I'm Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to figure out exactly. We're gonna have to figure out exactly what we're gonna do. I don't know if we're gonna record, you know, late Friday or Saturday for Friday's episode, and then record again on Monday, um, or just do a big, long, crazy episode on Monday. I don't know what's going on yet. Well, my schedule is pretty much wide open, so you let me know. Um, I have no news, so if that's your news. That's my news. We got two episodes left in the series, and as Tim just mentioned, obviously uh, the last episode will be on May fourth, one week from today. The next episode will be this Friday, which is May Day. One source, I don't know that for sure. May Day. 
Whoa. You all right, buddy? Yeah, I kicked something under the desk. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to the show. We appreciate your feedback. Um, we love your feedback, in fact. Uh, you can always send us a message, too, at ourcertainview at gmail.com. Um, anything else? Our Facebook page is available. That seems to be where a lot of people like to get in touch with us. Maybe I'll even post pictures. I think I will. I'm going to post some pictures of the bike when I'm done with the putting the Mandalorian symbol on the side of it. And maybe uh, you can add that to your TikTok somehow. Um, I can drive over to your house and from six feet away you can take a picture of it or some or whatever you do with your TikTok. How's that going, by the way? It's going well. Uh, had, we got I, something like 700 followers on there. and Sweet. Hopefully a few of them are, are filtering over to here. I mean, that's really the, the big focus of it. Um, yeah. Well, once I see know. that sweet bike... Uh, then, then they'll see me too, but I'll have a helmet on. Um, all right. So as always, shout out to Gordon Mandalorian Mangold Shasta, and shout out to Arden and all the special sounds he's brought us. Uh, countdowns, unless you get news. Countdowns. Countdowns. Seven days. Seven days till May the fourth be with you, and Star Wars Celebration August twenty seventh, one hundred twenty two days. Again, to be determined on that. Um, I'm guessing no. August, uh, as far as way as that is, I don't know. We'll see. You know, the news with the virus stuff is fluid. It changes all the time. Now that they're actually getting uh, more and more test kits out there, they're finding out that more and more people have already had it. Um, there's good and bad to that. Uh, the good news is, obviously, that means the, uh, the fatality rate is lower than what they have been estimating so far. Uh, the bad news is that means that people are probably carrying it around um, and being contagious and not aware of it themselves. So this is why it's a good idea to wear a mask. Uh, Tim caught me in Walmart the other day without a mask. I did. He was very disappointed. I, did. I threw stuff at him. He took his mask off and threw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, anyway, maybe I'll get a Mandalorian helmet. Maybe I should just wear my bike helmet wherever I go. I don't think that actually filters it. Anyway, um, no, so, just, yeah. It filters out smoke, not toxins. Smoke, not toxins. You know what's weird about gas masks? They filter out smoke and not toxins? They, they filter out toxins quite well. Um, you can You can smell odors through them. Now, why that's weird to me, this shows you just how fine-tuned the human body is. Olfactory receptors are touch sensors, meaning mm -hmm. in, whenever you smell something, it means you're actually touching molecules from it. And I want you to think about that whenever you walk past a public restroom, for example. Um, or a kitchen, whatever. Uh, but it seems weird that a gas mask would not filter out those molecules. So let's talk about Episode 9, The Phantom Apprentice. What a great name. Do you know that stormtrooper helmets filter out smoke and not toxins? I know that they they can be. Yes, I did. Why do I know that? What what episode was that? Poe said that. Poe told Ray. Poe told Ray that. And I'm uh, a Falcon. Does that make sense? Considering they can, they're also apparently can be worn in outer space. Yeah, the, I don't, the, that was a that was a that was a weird statement. They did the, some. There was a few weird things. Clone armor um, can be worn in outer space anyway. So since we haven't jumped into the episode yet, um, I wanted to double check and see that to verify that our episode 12 was coming out on May the 4th. 
I did. Um, I have another site also stating that it's going to come out on May the 4th, so that's happening. So, confirmation. <clears throat> yeah. I also yeah. know the I also know the names of the next two episodes, but I won't say them. Yeah, that okay. Um so last week, sorry for the verbal trippage. Um last week I was talking about how it felt like this was probably done originally as a movie or said that it could be viewed as a movie anyway. I think that that continues to uh, this episode was written by Dave Filoni and while it was called the Phantom Apprentice. I have an alternative name for this episode. I think it should be called Maul Narrates the Jedi's Fall. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, he really does. So we start off. I'm, I'm going to launch into the recap. You ready? I'm ready. You better fasten that seatbelt. So, again, we have the green intro, the old school Lucasfilm. Um, and it starts off... Literally the same exact scene where uh, last episode uh, ended, which again means like if you watch this thing, it feels like it would it's going to be seamless by the end of it. You can just put all four episodes on and watch it. Um, so that means we are with Ahsoka, and uh, she is down there surrounded by you know at least four Mandalorians, I think, and, and Maul is confronting her, and we have our conversation that Ahsoka. Now, were you? Did you realize Ahsoka had never met Maul before? I don't think I had realized that. Because all the interactions they have with them throughout the end of the Clone Wars, I would have thought at some point they met, but apparently they had never met before. Hmm. Well, and Anakin never met him either, did he? That's a great question. I guess he didn't. No, 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 he didn't, and that's why... uh, that explains a lot about how Maul was so curious about him in this episode. Yeah, because yeah, he met, I mean, he obviously knows Obi-Wan from all kinds of different timelines. Obi-Wan says he's but hard to kill. A lot of his, Obi-Wan does say he's hard to kill. <laughs> he's already done it once. Um, wow. So right off the bat, we get this really, really awesome conversation. So Ahsoka... Um, is confronting Maul. Maul says she's the wrong one. That he was trying to get Kenobi in his full... He says full. I thought that was weird. Uh, Skywalker. And um, Ahsoka says uh, Kenobi had a more important engagement. Now, this is again one where I took a lot of notes. Because almost every bit of dialogue in this is not only significant, but it's it's awesome. Um and she says, uh, Kenobi had a more important engagement. And Maul immediately knows what's going on. He says, indeed, I wonder if the moment might be upon us. Yeah? Did you catch yeah, it? He knows, well, he knows big, yeah, he knows big story. And there's also more to the, uh, to the statement about um, his full Skywalker. What do you, what do you... Because in that, he's, he's trying to demean Skywalker in a sense to make him seem unimportant, even though he's ultimately, so important to him right now. Yeah, ultimately we find yeah. that out. Yeah. So, uh, then he, he asks, why you? So he, he senses that there is something very significant about Ahsoka, and of course we know what it is, is that she has this very, very strong tie to Skywalker. 
And but why that's important to Maul, like the fact that that's what Maul's trying to figure out, we don't even know any of that until the end of the episode. But um, he knows he's got a riddle in front of him. Like this, this girl's important. I got to figure out why. Um, so this is really cool. So why you? Um, and then she's like, what? You can ask the council that when you surrender. And he said, my surrendering would be pointless. The Jedi and the Republic will no longer be the controlling interest in the galaxy. Yes. He knows this. the, the timer's on, man. The countdown started. He can see what's going on. Oh, he has, um, yeah. He has and a- we find out in a little bit, in, in just a few minutes, in one of my favorite parts of the episode, that he's not the only one that's becoming more and more aware of what's going on. Um, but yeah, he's he's figuring it out. I Yeah, I think he, he has pretty much figured it out. There's just one puzzle piece left for him, which uh, I'll jump ahead. It's Skywalker. That's right. the last puzzle piece. Um, and that's, you know, and he begins figuring that out with the question of why you, when he uh, confronts Ahsoka. So he says they won't be the controlling interest, and she says, who will, Darsidious? And they begin to fight, and then Maul stops, and, uh, well, the uh, the clone troopers take out the Mandalorian, so it's then, right. and he says, not yet, and he runs off, and he manages to escape. Throws, yeah, throws Rex at her. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so he manages to escape for a little bit, and so now everybody's regrouping, and we're on a conference call with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite part of the episode we were talking about. In the throne room. And uh, so Bo's out there, and she's like, yeah, we're winning, but without Maul, this could fall apart pretty quickly. And we talked about this last week. The Mandalorian people have to see this as a victory over Maul in order to, uh, to validate Bo-Katan's in use order to of... accept the new leadership. Yeah, uh, to, to accept right. the reasoning behind having clone troopers there to begin with, um, that Maul was an outsider and all that. Um, and then, uh, is this where, yeah, this is where, uh, Kenobi, this is it, this is where really, yeah, she, she asks, uh, if, uh, she, she tells him that Maul mentioned Darth Sidious, and that's where Kenobi asks if he can have a word alone with Ahsoka, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, uh, actually, it's not they, quite at this that, point. Before that, they start talking. This is this was the big thing. There was more. No, yeah, no, it, this is it. Well, yeah, there's a little bit more that they talk about first because first he says she mentions she mentions Sidious, and Bo-Katan wants to know who that is, and and Kenobi says I don't know much, but I can tell you what the council, the council knows. knows. Which yep. immediately was interesting to me that he was willing to to air that. Yeah. Um, which I'll come back to because that tells us a little bit about Kenobi in general um, and his sensing of what's going on. Yeah. So he shares um, about him and says that he is the Sith Lord who played both sides. Yep. Controlling the Clone Wars the whole time. Yes. Which is a crazy statement that they're aware of his involvement in the clone side. Yeah. But they don't know where he is. So that... I found to be really interesting. And I don't know if they're just taking that from what Dooku said in Attack of the Clones. Right. Because that is where... Or if there's... Yep. Right, that's where he initially got it. Yep. I don't know if they're just getting it from there, if there's more information out there. 
But he says it, you know, which is like the council has accepted that he is a Sith Lord who's been playing both sides the whole time. Yeah. Which is a huge statement. Yeah. But he can't find out any more from Dooku. No, he can't. And we find out the important mission that Anakin's been sent on. Because uh, Ahsoka asks, well, can you come help us? And he says, I can't. And she says, well, can you send Anakin? He says, well, Anakin's busy. Actually, that's a little different. Um, He said, Anakin... It's on a special assignment. He says that later, but he says, Anakin has killed Count Dooku. So we can't get any more information. So this is, again, right alongside Revenge of the Sith. So the events of Revenge of the Sith, they're not only unfolding, but they're unfolding quickly because it is at this point, uh, uh, Kenobi says he can't come because he's, uh, he's been sent to hunt Grievous. Utopal. Yeah, Utopal. So he's going to go hunt Grievous. Um, and then she says, what, well, can Anakin come? And that's when he says, uh, can I speak alone to Ahsoka for a minute? So Rex and Bo-Katan, you know, leave those two alone. And this is where he's, he, he, very similar conversation to how it unfolded in, in the movie when, uh, when Obi-Wan told uh, Anakin what his new mission would be. To spy, no, he says to observe the Chancellor. And, observe uh, the Chancellor and his dealings, yep. And uh, Ahsoka says the same thing Anakin says, you mean spy. And she says, why? And she points out, uh, you know, the Chancellor's been a great friend and mentor to Anakin, is her exact line. And then she um, said, I can't imagine he's happy about this. Yeah. and Which so, is awesome, because it's it's giving her reading on Anakin still, which I love. Not only that, but again, she is right. This was wrong that they asked him to do this. Uh, the way that that unfolded was all wrong. It was such a misuse. Now, it's right that they suspect the Chancellor. It's wrong how they go about trying to... Like, Anakin was the absolute worst choice because he did have conflicting loyalties there. Well, he was. He was. However, with them not knowing that... Like, with them, they were fully unaware that he was the Sith Lord. So... A Sith Lord? Put... <laughs> yeah. They did put Anakin at risk. However, the Chancellor kind of set him in a weird position, and they were like, we now have an opportunity that we would not have had any other way. That's true They almost, as an order, not trusting the Chancellor, the Council really didn't have a choice. Yeah, I guess who else would they send? You know, like, they were at that point, and they were like, okay, we, we have to do this. We have to pursue this. And... You know, cross her fingers and hope that Anakin's loyal to us more than he is to them. Yeah. Which, for the Jedi, isn't an unreasonable thing to think in general. And initially, that was his. Um, he he did come back and tell him. He that's where I get the uh, Sith Lord, because he did come back and tell him straight up. Hey, man, you're right, guys, Sith Lord. So Anakin did the right thing to begin with, but then quickly that fell apart. Well, and he didn't want to tell him anything. He didn't want to be involved in it until he realized that he was the, you know, essentially the ultimate evil. And Anakin pulled a hold my beer on it and became <laughs> similarly evil. Well, this this conversation with Ahsoka and Kenobi yeah. ends with uh, she she said he's not going to be happy about it. And Kenobi says, well, maybe you can talk to him. And she says, and do what? Defend the council's decision? I'm not exactly the right person to do that. <laughs> 
Um, this is huge. Yes, it is. Mainly because Kenobi's response, which do you remember what he says? Yes. Yeah, the council's the not... council isn't always right. Cur- yep. And that's why I need your help. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's this is this is just incredible, and this is especially incredible coming from Kenobi because Kenobi is one of them who we like to consider one of the the best Jedi, um, and we've been having a lot of conversation about Ahsoka being essentially the best Jedi because she doesn't get wrapped up in the politics. Yeah. And Kenobi does a really, really good job of, because he is part of the Order, he plays the politics well, but is still using his own mind. And, you know, for all of us, for anybody that doesn't know, Obi-Wan Kenobi is is my favorite character um, in the series, in all of Star Wars. And so to have this, where it's like this, this phenomenal Jedi, very strong... Um, you know, great character, carrying all the all the good qualities, but then he's also like, I'm aware that I don't just blindly follow the council. Yeah. And to, for him to give us that statement, um, I just would like to thank Dave Filoni. No, no <laughs> doubt. Well, he's like a mature version of Ahsoka, and that he is somehow, yeah, walking that middle ground. Like you said, he's he's remaining true to his Jedi beliefs but somehow existing within this political environment so that that well there's an interesting end to that conversation because uh ahsoka says to kenobi tell anakin and then she doesn't finish the sentence and anakin and kenobi says i will i will yeah what what do you think she was saying tell him what because my daughter asked me that and i'm like ah well you know it's uh and then i started thinking about what what is it's not, I love you, I miss you, what, what is it? Right, this this was interesting to me too, because the whole point of this conversation was Kenobi calling saying, hey, Go talk to Anakin. I need you to talk to <laughs> yeah. Anakin, because yeah. I can't get through to him. Yeah. And she's like, well, tell him this for me, and he says, I will. So, I feel like there's a... I feel like there's a general sense of what is very shortly coming. I mean, we are, we're likely a day or two from uh, Order 66 at this point. Like, Yeah, we're, well, we're he's, really he's on his way to Utapah. So, right. yeah, we, you're and, right. We're within hours of it. Yeah, so this is, this is about to start happening. So and, we're, uh, we're within hours you know, there of... There could be this general sense of dread across the... Well, Maul you know, says across it. Across everything, across the force. Yeah, Maul, Maul yeah. points that and out, says, too. And that's that's wow. something that I, I think is interesting. So I'm wondering if this is a... I'm going back into battle. I'm still fighting Maul. I don't know if it's a if I don't make it, but Ahsoka's not an if I don't make it person. Yeah. You know, like when Ahsoka falls, she's going to fall, but no one's going to realize that she was going to. Like, She's like, nope, I got this. I'm going. Every time. Well, she got that from um, Anakin. Right, but it was so that's it's not like a I'm going back into battle. I might not make it out. Right. So I I don't know what that message was. I feel like that was a. It could have been. It could have been simply a generic. You know, tell Anakin, trust in yourself. Trust in the Force. May the Force be with you. Like it could have been simple like that. Yeah. And they could have had that understanding. 
Or I, I don't know. Or that maybe she somehow knew at that point more than ever he needed to hear, hey, I believe in you. Because, like, Ahsoka meant the world to him. And right, had I believe she... in you, or I'm here for you. Like, yeah. tell him, I'm here still. I'm not gone from you. Which reminds me of the scene in Rebels when she sees his face. Oh, oh gosh. That, that is a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, so I think that's... Were we, were we sitting together in Rebels for the TIE Fighter chase? Um, the Apprentice Lives? I don't know if we're sitting together. I remember it kind of, it, it struck me. Are you talking about when she senses him? Yeah. Yeah, and vice versa? Um, oh, God. I, I... <laughs> oh, Rebels has some I think of those... I, I think I leapt up at that. Rebels literally has some of the most powerful emotional scenes of all of the Star Wars universe. Um, but that scene where she, and I guess, small spoiler, where they're, she's fighting and she strikes his mask and it breaks open and you can see half his face and it breaks her heart. You can see it break her heart um, when she recognizes and there can be no doubt because, you know, she did not want to believe that was Anakin. Yeah. Um, and when she finally sees his face, and oh, that that was painful. All right, so that conversation ends though. Um, and next thing we know, the cl- we go back to the clones are uh, are ambushed. Um, Ahsoka goes down there, and there's a wounded clone named Sterling. I think his name was. Um, and the guy is like, yeah, Maul systematically went through them and found the oldest clone among them who turns out to be one we're familiar with, named Jesse, an ARC trooper named Jesse, who had been by, um, you know, he had been by Rex's side throughout all this, which means he was very familiar with Skywalker and with uh, Ahsoka. And that's what Maul is asking each of the clones. He's asking about Ahsoka. He wants to know all about her. And that's our very next scene as well, is Maul is questioning Jesse. And uh, it's Maul, like I said, this should have been called Maul Narrates the Fall of the Jedi. Yeah, this is part of it. Yeah, because he, he just straight, says straight up to Jesse, the clones were all part of the plan. The plan. Um, clones it, bred for battle. Yep. All part of the plan. The and, plan. The only plan that matters. Yep. I played my part and cast aside, but I and survived. I cast aside. Um, which is interesting because... The clones will be cast aside. Um, he was cast aside. Doku, Dooku's cast aside. In a, in a weird way, Ahsoka's kind of cast aside, but more because she left. But anyway, that conversation will come up. Um, but he says, uh, I survived and, can, and thrive in this chaos. And then he says... Well, I'm going to survive. I will, I will succeed in the chaos that is to come. Yes. So he, he does see what's happening. He sees it more clearly than anyone else other than the Emperor himself. Um, he sends Saxon off to go try to kill the Prime Minister, uh, Almec, uh, before he can talk. And uh, kind of doesn't actually succeed, I guess. He, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then he, he starts to question Jesse, and Jesse's like, ah, I won't talk. And this very much reminds me of Kylo Ren when he first meets Poe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. When he, he In the just, interrogation? Yeah, he just starts screaming. Yeah. Um, and he, his question is, who is Ahsoka Tano? 
Um, so Maul is, is going to get to the bottom of this. So now we do switch to the prison, and they are there to question um, the prime minister. And I thought the prime minister's willingness to talk was interesting, but considering everything is actually going according to Maul's plan, it's I guess it's not surprising in hindsight because none of this has gone wrong. As much as Bo and Rex and Ahsoka might think that they're winning, Maul wanted all of this. He wanted the chaos, he wanted the battle, he wanted the war. Um, so the Prime Minister, right off the bat, is like, yeah, Maul's not trying to escape. Um, what does he say? Uh, he, he says that Maul, for the last week or so, has been consumed by a strange sense of dread and that he wanted someone other than Kenobi. And that's Ahsoka's like, who? Who did he want? Um, pew, pew. Yeah. Well, there. I think there's a significant thing that happens before the pew, pew, but I'm glad you brought it up. Pew, pew. Uh, that's a shout out to Misery, Heart Misery. Um, he says, uh, at first he's like, ah, I don't remember. But you can tell he's kind of being a smart aleck, like he probably does remember, you know, like he's playing this game with them. But Ahsoka mm-hmm. says Bo, convince him. Or, or she yep. makes it clear that she's willing to hurt this guy to get this information. Well, Is, she and she makes it clear that she's and she's telling Bo to do it because it's not, it's not her way. What do you think about that, um, though? It's. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was kind of crazy that she. I'm like, uh, I know why she's saying Bo do it, but by saying Bo do it, does that really take any of the responsibility from Ahsoka? No, not necessarily, but I think it's it's another one of those. I th- think it's more Bo's place um, to to directly go after this guy. But the other piece, she's again. She has. I th- I think that she senses that Anakin's involved. So do we? I, I, so do we she is torture people, but if. if because of a sense of urgency? This is an age-old moral question. And honestly, there's no there's no good answer to it because every answer has its reasoning. If your mentor and arguably one of your only friends in the entire galaxy is... Anakin, who used to torture in people? danger. <laughs> he also was not above torturing people. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting that she so quickly went to that. But like you said, before they can even get started, pew pew, Saxon puts yeah. two in his chest. And, well, and Saxon uh, immediately started talking too, which she could have sensed that. She could have sensed that he was actually that character. What do you mean? He was about to say it. Oh, yeah. Bo didn't have to do anything. Bo didn't have to torture him. And Ahsoka could have sensed... Yeah, just the threat his, of it. ...that his character was going to fold under the threat. That's true. Therefore, I'll just tell her to do this. So let's assume that that's the case, because Ahsoka's pure. Yeah, she really seems to be. Um, Although, it's interesting the conversation she has with Maul. Um, So yeah, uh, Saxon kills him, but before he dies, he does say the name that he said Maul's had a vision, and the name is Skywalker. Now there's this pause, this dramatic pause, when he right before he says the name. Did you know he's going to say Skywalker? Yeah. I didn't. I thought he was going to say Vader. 
I thought Maul had had a vision of Vader, um, which of course we know is the same person, but at this point, it's not. Um, but I, I thought that would have been kind of cool, although then it would have been impossible for Ahsoka to put the puzzle pieces together. But uh, I thought he was going to say Vader for a second. So the difference is that he's been more, he's not only aware of what's about to come, yeah. he's been paying it, he, his vision showed him Palpatine's manipulation of Anakin from the beginning. That's the big difference. So that's why it had to be Anakin and not Vader, because Palpatine was manipulating yeah, that's Anakin point. since he was, you know, nine or ten or whenever he had the opportunity to start. Yep. Um, and I think, and because he actually says that, that he, you know, was later on in the episode when he talks about, um, you know, his his pupil or whatever he had from, from such a young age, for years he's been preparing him or whatever. Um. I think that that was all part of his vision. That's that's a great point. That yeah, this identity is Skywalker throughout all of it. Uh, little sidebar here: so Maul uses this mind, you know, technique. It's it's not a the Jedi mind trick. You know, reading someone's mind is a little different. Um, on on the clone, he's having visions. He's having very accurate, very specific visions. Um, He's demonstrating a lot of pure force ability that goes way beyond fighting, which makes me think that if the Chancellor, if, if Palpatine had trained him correctly, think about the potential Maul it would have had. Because Palpatine, Sidious intentionally did not train uh, Maul in the more kind of metaphysical aspects of the force, like the more... I don't know, mystical aspects of the Force. He pretty much just trained him to be an assassin. But well, then that's all, that time spent... In, is, is that where you're going? Time no, keep going. I'll, I'll finish up in a second. I was going to say, that that's what the time spent on the junk planet and the insanity allows Maul to develop his other Force abilities to the point where I think his training was very stunted by uh, Sidious. Had he been trained for real, he probably could have taken Sidious. So the only problem with that yeah. is that you and I both read a book that was one of the best books in Star Wars. Plagueis? Um, being Plagueis. I don't yep. think that's canon, though. And we found out this information that Darth Maul... Plagueis is not canon. Yeah. So that's that's the only difference. We don't actually know canon what his level of training was, and yeah. I still I, I still do work under the assumption that his training goes the way it was described in Plagueis. It fits. It makes sense. It makes sense because um, I think Dooku is getting more attention. Than it small. seems that way. However, Dooku is already um, trained. You know when you when you put play into everything of the you know at last we'll finally have the revenge on the jedi yeah um you know all that stuff that maul says there's definitely i don't know there's definitely something there he's definitely got him you know wrapped up he's got palpatine's got everybody wrapped up yeah he, he um brilliant but Evil. we don't know we don't actually know the extent of maul's training very true as far as just as far as canon goes and I've been, you know, when I think about Maul, I think about it the same way that you do, based on the book Plagueis. Um, but just as a, you know, sort of as a, 
uh, preview to a Mia Culp if it ever comes out that that Darth Maul was fully trained by Plagueis and you know arguably just shy of being able to manipulate midi chlorians like we don't know anything yeah well so. he's definitely having visions that would have made Yoda proud um, yeah but now he's I mean now he's certainly become stronger and stronger and stronger he, um, he's quite literally a, I wonder if it's a if it's an openness I wonder if his is more of an intuitive um, reading of the force maybe not even manipulation of force abilities but just openness to allowing the force to persuade him to guide him to well you know what i mean just taking a full read um i wonder if that's what it is you know he he did go crazy on that trash planet yeah well lack of structure but it was yeah like yeah he he yeah. does figure out the force like you said kind of more intuitively um He's literally the only one who figures out uh, Sidious's plan. I I find that fascinating. Um, all right, so I mean, it, not that it does any good uh, for anybody, but he's literally the only one who figures it out. And so now we we cut scenes. Well, he's got to know who. Hmm. He's got to know that Sidious is Palpatine, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I think that. I mean, he doesn't know that. I, I, that's not what I mean. I mean. Early on, I don't think that he figured it out. I think that he knows who Sidious is. Oh, uh, so maybe that inside knowledge is he watches him go from senator to chancellor, and so yeah, there's a bit more yeah, there's a bit more guidance there. Yeah, he he does have access to more information. That's a good point. All right, so there is a scene here where Bo Bo-Katan chases Saxon and uh, gets trapped under an elevator, breaks her jetpack, and that allows him to get away. And while that's happening, um. We go back to Maul. Uh, the some of the uh, Mandalorians are gathered around Maul, and uh, he's on a hollow call or whatever, and he's telling the syndicates to go into hiding. Um, and then he gives a little speech about how he and Dooku are the same. Uh, he thought Dooku was an old fool, and then he realized that they're the same, and they are the same. Uh, they're the throwaway apprentice uh, for Sidious um, that he'd always had. Um, um, you know, basically someone else in mind in the wings. And then he says that the comment that I referenced earlier, the dark side has never been stronger. And now he's going to give a, uh, what's supposed to be a rousing. This was, this was huge. Yeah. This, this was big though. The dark side has never been stronger. Um, that made me think a lot because I've been trying to wrestle with, with the, them going into hiding. Yeah. For him to tell them specifically, go into hiding, you know, it'll be okay soon. We'll, we'll, you know, reconvene and get back together. That, again, and it's the same thing we've been talking about, but, you know, how does he know that this is the time to go? And I think a lot of it is that, that dark side power. Yeah. You know, Sidious is working hard to um, fog or cloud the light side yeah. users. Well, not um, only that... We still, don't, he... hmm? we still don't know a lot about that, but we but this means that the that someone like Maul, who is becoming more attuned to the dark side, is going to be more aware of things that are going on. That, yes. And with the death of Dooku, I think he knows that's a signal that it's it's the plan has basically come to fruition. That the... 
you know, Sidious is ready to name his real apprentice and begin his real empire. Um, so, yeah, the dark side has never been stronger. And he doesn't say this necessarily happily because he realizes as a cast-off apprentice of a Sith, of the, the Sith Lord that his position is not all that secure either, um, as we'll see when he talks to Ahsoka later. Um, but now he's got to fire up the, the Saxon wing of the Mandalorians, and he says, Soon the galaxy will be remade, and we must seize what power we can. This line was fascinating in light of the, the TV show The Mandalorian. He says, It is not the way of your people to hide in the gutters and sewers. And we know that 40 years later, the Mandalorians will be hiding in gutters and sewers. Did did that strike you when that hit, when he said that? I, I hit that, yeah, I noticed that exact line come up. Yeah, that that was really powerful, especially being written by Dave Filoni, um, who you know helped with the Mandalorian. It is not the way of your people to yeah, hide in was, gutters and sewers. It was clearly a shout-out to the Mandalorian. You know, it was a shout-out to the fans, hey... You know, we know what's going to come. Um, and yes. with what we're talking about, it could have also just been a, a weird slip of the tongue because in his own way through the Force, he knew what was to come. Yeah. Well, oh, Maul's definitely setting them up. Um, and he says, but I promise you warrior's death. I don't think he's disingenuous about this either. Um, I, I, he's actually painfully honest. He's not promising them victory, and that, they don't seem to notice that. They assume that's implied. He's like, I promise you warrior's death. And the last thing that he says to Saxon is, die well. Um, he says, die well, Mandalorian. And Saxon doesn't seem to like that because it becomes obvious that that's what Maul wants, is for them to die, not to win. Um, right. So that's interesting. So then we cut to a scene that shows the... the the clone kind of occupation of Mandalorian city and why it doesn't sit well with the Mandalorians and why it's so important that they get the clones out of there as fast as possible and get Maul out of there as fast as possible. Um, so while this occupation is going on, we switch back and now Maul is in the waiting room, um, is in the throne room as Bo and Rex and, uh, and Ahsoka come in, which was awesome. He's sitting there with one leg up on the throne. And, uh, oh man, Bo-Katan pulls a Han Solo on uh, Cloud City on Bespin. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, she just immediately pulls the blasters. And he pulls a Darth Vader instead of absorbing the blaster bolts. He just, with a flick of his hand, every, every one of them just waves away. But then he, you know, raises her up in the air and just holds her there. It, it's... Ball's powerful, man. He's he's far more powerful than than I think he'd ever been before. Um, so, well, and keep in mind, and I don't know where this where this came from, because he seems to be significantly more powerful than even than when he took control of Death Watch. Yeah, like he seems to be more powerful now than he was, and you know, after he took control of Death Watch, there was a major event where Sidious showed up. Right, yeah, and yeah. smacked him around. Oh yeah, and um, killed Savage. Right, and we don't, you know, we don't know everything that happened in between there. Yeah. But he became more powerful, certainly. Um, and you know, I I would say at this point that went, that was one of his initial motivating factors was city. Like I'm strong. I'm the strongest. I'm 
I'm a Sith master, Savage is my apprentice, and then Sidious showed up and just yeah, beat him, him down, and he was like, I need to be better. Yeah. And that right. might have actually been the moment that, that forced him to start into his own training. Yeah. So at this point, Saxon's troops uh, begin their counterattack, and Ahsoka tells uh, Bo and Bo-Katan and Rex to go deal with it, and this leaves her alone with Maul in the throne room. And now we get to yet another fascinating dialogue. Yes. Um, so Maul says, uh, what does he say? You were, um, well, he says that she was cast aside by the Jedi. And she says, I left voluntarily. And his line is, you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council. And that's true. It's absolutely true. Um, and I love it because again, it goes to the heart of why the Jedi are doomed at this point. It, like the seeds have already been planted. They're just growing now. Um, there's no going back and Maul knows this. Um, he compares himself, his role to Ahsoka's role. He says, we were both tools for greater powers. And Ahsoka says, I'm here to bring you to justice. And Maul's, yeah. Maul's comment is awesome. Justice is merely a social construct of the current power base, a base which, according to my calculations, is about to change. So he gets very John Locke on him, <laughs> on, on Ahsoka. Uh, ju- you know, justice is decide- you know, the- defined by those who hold power, and that's about to change. And this is why he had said earlier, you know, what difference would it make if I surrendered to you? Because basically the Republican Jedi Council are about to cease to exist. So he knows. He knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, and Ahsoka still seems kind of, uh, yeah, surfacey understanding of what he's saying. She says, so Darsidious is behind this and Maul, you know, soon he will reveal himself. Um, and this is where Ahsoka says, well, why don't you help me to stop it before it's too late? And Maul kind of, he lashes out at this answer. Too late for what? I mean, he's very passionate with his answer. The Republic to fall, I'm I'm quoting now, it already has, you just can't see it. There is no justice, no law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They cannot defeat Sidious. But together, you and I can. Every choice you have made has led you to this moment. So, yeah, like, I don't think the the depth of what Maul is predicting or saying has really hit Ahsoka. Like, she seems to see it, okay, the Jedi and Republic are facing a big challenge, this is really a bad moment, but he's like, no, you don't understand, it's over. It's done. Uh, Yeah, maybe we got a couple more hours of Jedi Council and Republic left, but it's done. Um, So all your idea... This this very much reminded me of... um, of Anakin's speech on Mustafar to Kenobi, he'd bring peace to his new empire. Because that's what Maul is saying. Like, all this, uh, what does he say? The, no justice, no law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. And let's face it, with, uh, with the beginning of the empire, yeah, everything changes, and with the fall of the empire, we go back to chaos. And during the empire on the outer rim planets, it's always chaos. Uh, the fall of the Republic, the rise of the Empire, the fall of the Empire. It's just, yeah, there is no law, there is no order, there is no justice. Um, it's, and Maul sees it all. Maul, all. 
And then we yeah, flash back. Oh, were you going to say something about that before I move on? Because it's a, it's a powerful commentary from Maul. Again, Maul narrates the fall of the Jedi. Yeah, no, this is, this is, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's just monumental. I mean, you just understand all that he's saying. He, he does a good job in a uh, Sith sense to try to relate to her and persuade her um, over to him. Yeah, but... using, and what he does is he uses things that are, that are true, but with a slight altering of the tongue, you know. Yeah. Try oh. to try to convince them into your side. You know, that's very much the the Sith way of doing things. It's the most powerful. Uh, from form my of point evil. of view, the Jedi are evil. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's the exact same argument that does win Anakin over. Uh, it's the argument that Dooku uses on uh, Kenobi, but doesn't win him over. Because um, Dooku's not wrong in Attack of the Clones. All the stuff that he's saying to Kenobi is true. But it's just not quite good. Um, this is a by any means necessary argument when the Jedi really can't exist with, the, with that. Even though the Clone Wars represents them falling to the temptation of by any means necessary kind of attitude. But to kind of put uh, power to the point, they uh, they then shoot to an image of the battle that breaks out when Saxon's uh, clan joins the you know fight, and now the clones find themselves being pushed back pretty hard. Because um, this is definitely a microcosm of what's going on between, you know, the, the Separatists and the Republic, and now you have the Mandalorians fighting Mandalorians. It's it, it's a great microcosm. It's a great way to wrap up the Clone Wars series and the war itself. Because um, then we go from the image of the battle straight back to Maul and Ahsoka, and the windows blow out. That scene was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just those two standing there and the windows are blown out. It's a kind of slow motion. Um, and then, but back to what you were saying though, Maul using the argument to win over Ahsoka. Ahsoka says it first. She's the first one to say, hey, you and I together could stop Sidious. She asked for his help before he asked for hers. And then Ahsoka says, all right. I'll help you, but I have one question. And I thought it was interesting she started that with, I, I will help you, but I have one question. What do you want with Anakin Skywalker? And he says, he is the key to everything. He's the key to everything. Yep. And she thinks he's referring to the old um, uh, prophecy to bring balance to the Force and Maul's, the, he, he says to destroy. To destroy. Yeah. Which was, which was incredible, you know, because, well, you know, I mean, we, we've done it here and we've done it on other social media accounts and other places. The argument of the chosen one and what is he and who is he and what does it actually mean um, is one that will follow Star Wars fans forever. When even Yoda and Mace Windu are, are doubting that the prophecy was read correctly. So, this, I don't know, this was, it was interesting, because he just says, no, he's, he's here to destroy, he's here to destroy everything, and it all came down to that choice. Yeah. You know, he could have shown up to Palpatine's office, 
and Mace could have been there, and he could have said, "You're right." Yeah, he's too dangerous to be left alive, and you know, like it's uh, that's a good another uh, good good extra what if episode. What if? Yeah, yeah, another time. But instead, he we know the choice he does make and consolidates uh, Palpatine's hold, his his power. Yeah. Um, so Ahsoka had said she would join him except for one question, and Maul's answer is to destroy. He, meaning Skywalker, has been groomed for the role as my master's new apprentice. And she says, you lie. Because she cannot believe that Skywalker is being groomed as a when Sith again, apprentice. again, she doesn't know it's Palpatine. That's true. That might have made a difference, too. Like, she doesn't know that it's... If he said... You know, if he had said, my Lord Sidious, the, the current Chancellor, has been grooming him... She would have been like, oh. She, she might have put the that puzzle together, yeah. Oh, it's it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is where Maul admits what he's doing to the Mandalorians. He said, I orchestrated this war to lure him, meaning Skywalker here, with Kenobi to kill him, thus depriving Sidious of his prized pupil. And uh, Ahsoka, she still can't believe this. She says, your vision is flawed. And then... This convinces Maul that Ahsoka is not going to join him, and he says the Padawan needs one last lesson. And this begins the awesome fight between Maul and Ahsoka. Well, and I think Ahsoka had already lit her. She she lit her lightsabers at that point prior yeah. to him saying that. Yep. She had her lightsabers already lit. She was ready, and then he said the Padawan needs one more lesson and lights his. Yep. So, um, which gave us one more Darth Maul standing there. Projecting two blades out, which was kind of cool too. Yeah, I, I also was taken back to that. Um, so they fight for a little while in the uh, throne room. What did you think about this fight? Well, the fight was was well. Did you think any of them, which one appeared to be winning? Do you think? I don't know. Because it was it was clear, I mean, you know, once you watched the end of the episode, it was clear that that Maul just intended to leave. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka was certainly holding her own. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I saw an upper hand. There, overall. there's a few moments where Maul appears to dominate, not the least of which when he knocks her larger blade out of her hand, and she's forced to yeah. fight with her short blade for a while. So there's elements that make it look like he's dominating, but I, I love there's a pause in the fight, and she says, Luck, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, because the way you're fighting, you couldn't have handled him. Um, and Maul says, uh, you've got Kenobi's arrogance. Um, which I thought was interesting, because again, I guess Maul hasn't met Anakin, but he does know Kenobi. And it was a very Kenobi-type line. Oh, I um, loved that line. I thought yeah. that line was, was beautiful. And I thought that line was beautiful because it was also true. Maul oh, yeah. strong. But I don't, I don't think Maul would have stood a chance. If Anakin had been standing there and Maul came after him... Yeah. There was no way. I mean, if, if Kenobi and Anakin and Ahsoka had shown up... Yeah, I don't... Maul couldn't take any... Well, he may be Ahsoka, but no way could he take Anakin or Kenobi at this point, I don't think. Right. Um, and she uh, she ends up throwing him through a window. 
<laughs> right. Which I thought was very Looney Tunes-esque with the outline of his lightsaber. I thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, hey, it's a it's a it's a Darth Maul wall hole. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of awesome. So then they, they again go back to uh the battle. You know, they've been doing that a lot. They did that when she landed. Remember when she landed? Like just she did something else with her lightsabers again in this episode. But like just that that using the lightsaber as a tool and not just a weapon. Yeah, that's they've been they've been definitely um where like they use focusing, it to s- slow down their been, slide down the wall and all that. Yeah, they've been definitely focusing on the lightsaber in this episode, which I thought was, I thought was kind of neat. Oh, this episode was nonstop. It was so so good. Because um, then we go back to the battle for Mandalore, and Bo-Katan has rallied her clan to now support the uh, the clones, and so we see uh, Saxon's troops. Uh, his, his clan is routed, and we actually see some of them surrender. And this is where uh, Gar Saxon calls Maul, and he's like, hey, we need you here on the battlefield. And Maul says, die well, Mandalorian. And then you hear Gar yelling, no, when he cuts it off. Um, But everything, again, Maul had clearly said to him, "I, I, I promise you a warrior's death. And yeah, so he wasn't lying to him. He just also implied that he was going to help them, and he did not help them. Um, He broke his promise, though. What was his promise? Well, he promised him a warrior's death. Well, some of them got it. Not Not Saxon. Did Saxon surrender? I think Saxon, yeah, I think he got captured. Oh, well, Maul's... (laughs) Well, we'll see what happened to Maul here in a second, too. Because Ahsoka catches up with him. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I love what Ahsoka says when she catches up to him. She says, Obi-Wan is right. You are difficult to kill. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then Maul's like, we could have destroyed Sidious. And and she she says, why? So you could replace him? And she's right. Um, But at this point, they start fighting again. And the music, it's not a copy of, it's not a replay of. But it has a lot of the same elements from Duel of the Fates. Did you yes. notice that? It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so well done. And the fight is cool. Ahsoka loses both of her lightsabers this time. And this fight looks like it's pretty much done. Um, and while Ahsoka looks like she's about to die up there, Rex sees it going on and says, we need to get the gunships up there. Because uh, they've mopped up the Saxon clan. And now you know he sees what's going on. Uh, we, it, I'm like, okay, Ahsoka's lost this fight, but new when, uh, Maul comes in for what should be kind of the killing blow, she manages to basically grab hold of his lightsaber and then flips him off the, the beam. So he's going to fall to his death and catches him with the force. So he's helpless hanging in the air. Um, uh, this, this was cool. Um, also really 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 interesting on his part yeah well before that before she knocked him off he says last chance join me or die and then that's when she's she's like i'll never join you and then it was weird too because it was a weird move to to jump over her yeah because she was standing on a broken beam yeah and he was on the secure side yeah, and yeah, I don't know if he was trying to make it even more unstable or what. And he just had to slice through it again. 
Yeah, that's but anyway, true. <laughs> but um, you know, for whatever reason, they they I'm not a master of, of the Sith. Well, I think I do believe that one of the downfall of the Sith, because we saw it with Darth Vader and Rogue One, is that they enjoy the killing. They get they power do. from it. Um, I don't they're think also they're also very obsessive. Yeah, and he when he jumped over, it also reminded me um, of Kenobi. Of Kenobi's jump over him. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I think this is part of their downfall, is that they're fighting. It's more than just winning. They have to win the way they want to in order to get power from it, in order to get, you know, their version of joy. Um, and that opens up, you know, her opportunity to strike back. And she ends up winning this fight. And I think I know what you're talking about. As she's holding him in the air and Rex's men come up and they shoot these tether lines around him, he starts yelling before at her. Before that. I think he says, I think it's before that she starts yelling. What does he yell? Let me die. Yep. He says, we're all going to die. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it, it's very creepy. It, um, it's disturbing. My daughter even said, Maul scares me. <laughs> um, because, yeah, he, he's, he's shrieking, we're all going to die. And then they tether him and they stun him before he can say anything else. And well, I don't know why he... I don't know. It's it's It was very... Um... So the way that I took this, he's ready to pursue, he's ready to keep going, he's ready to, to take his own little personal power hold. Like, obviously, if, if he could have gotten Ahsoka and his own new, um, here's my air quotes again, apprentice, and eventually gone after, Pal after Palpatine or Sidious, um, that would have been one thing. Or if he decided to stay with his crime syndicate and keep, you know, his own little mini crime empire there, yeah, he was set for that. Um, but if he was going to be captured and stuck, then he knew there was nothing for him. So it was really interesting that he was like, and I don't know that it was a full thought process of, well, if I stay here, nothing good can come of it. I really think it was a, I can finally be released from this turmoil. Let me go. Like, I think it was all completely just in the moment. Okay. Like, I, I, I like that. I think he knew that within moments the clones would all be long to Sidious, um, which would mean he was the Emperor's prisoner, not the Jedi's prisoner, and that scared him far more. That but he, he was going to be the Emperor's know, prisoner. He's still involved with the Emperor, not uh, not directly, but. It's hard to say, because the Emperor let him go, obviously. I, I guess the Emperor told him to put the syndicates together. I think I think that was a control piece, but to be in control of the crime syndicates. Why did well. he tell the syndicates to go into hiding? Is, I mean, is he trying well, to set it, up an, an empire apart from the Emperor? What, what's he doing? Well, yes. So one, I think he had his own little, mo he had his own little motive on, on the one hand, because the Sith do that, right? Um, right. And on the other hand, it could have been a, hey, things are about to go like nutso, and, and the the long arm of the law is about to come down hard. Yeah. Right. Because that's what the empire does. The empire oh, yeah. in you know enforces every tiny little law in the harshest ways possible to 
force people into a, a fearful peace. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, the crime syndicates will have their place, but this is not the time, right? Like give it a, give, we need to give us just a, you know, a little bit of time and then we'll restart our operations and we'll thrive. And I think that's why they had to go into hiding. Yeah. Well, it's also possible in the background somewhere that they were told to go in the hiding in the exact same way that, uh, the separatists were told to go into hiding and that they were going to be wiped out as well. Uh, be interesting to see what, uh, I, I would love to know what happened between Maul and the emperor between that defeat on uh, Mandalore the first time with Savage and him showing back up. Like how much of this is planned? I, but in my mind, I don't know for whatever reason, the story plays better if his terror of being captured by clones is that he knows he'll fall in the city as his hands. I, that's just the way I like the story, but I think you're probably right. It's it's all falling apart. That's the end of the episode, by the way. Um, Ahsoka looks up at the ship that was supposed to take Maul away, and it's already gone. And it just, like last week, goes to the credits with no music. I found that to be interesting, too. Not the credits part, the, the ship. So, obviously, the three... Um... The three clone ships show up, and they all, you know, shoot out ropes, and they've got him bound in the air. Yeah. And then the other ship just leaves, which I found to be interesting, too. So we don't exactly know what ship that is. Yeah. Um, who's coming for him. We know there's a female talking, but that's all we know. Right. Within the within the the, the mall crime syndicate, you know, whatever is going on, he, I mean, I, I assume that he's ahead, a lead of it right now. I'm, I mean, maybe not. Yeah, he is. But because it's the still pipes surprising. Mentioned. It's still surprising to me that they would just take off. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, you got a clone army and a Mandalorian army. I, I don't think they have much choice. I mean, Maul himself is incapacitated. You know, what are they going to do? I don't know. Yeah, I know. You know I, I know. I mean, I know it was the only choice, but it just seemed, it seemed interesting. It seemed, um, it seemed a little odd that they were just like, uh, we're out of here. Yeah. So that's the For end of the episode. Like Maul, you know, we got an hour of Clone Wars. I'm guessing left, uh, which should be all done within a week, apparently. Um, so Friday and next Monday will be. Uh, finished the Clone Wars the series they're finishing strong uh, just like I said last week I was like well I think every episode that appears from now on is going to be my new favorite episode and that's been true last last week was amazing this week was amazing and I expect it's just going to get better and better I think it's going to be heartbreaking I think that just struck my uh, daughter this episode because she's like oh this is sad and I'm like you know this can't end well um <laughs> We already know how the Clone Wars ends. It, this cannot end well. Um, and so I think it just struck her that, yeah, this is going to be sad. Um, but that's it for the episode. you got any uh, theories, speculations, comments? Um, no, no, nothing beyond. I just, uh, just, uh, you know, this is one of those... <laughs> 
I've watched movie. It, this this very much is taking me all the way back to Revenge of the Sith. Oh, big time! The first time, I mean, obviously it's happening during. Yeah. So of course there's there's that aspect, but I yeah. mean, the full feeling of it. You know, when we yes, yeah, the heartbreaking went to see Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. You knew exactly what was what was coming. Oh, the impending like, doom is is communicated that very was the, well. Like you knew there were so many Jedi, there were so many characters. Um, you've got, you know, Padme, who is Anakin's wife at this point, and you know that she doesn't make it. You yeah. know that the the Jedi are all but exterminated. Yeah. Um, that, that's there's what I mean. A, that finally hit my daughter. Like, and that's what's coming here. Like, there's just that feeling of, oh my gosh. And I had the same reaction out of my son. My son, uh, and I think we've said this before, but our kids are the same age. Yeah. Um, so they're, the, the two of them are both going through this. And I, I think, and he had the same thing. He's like, this is going to really suck. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is going to be rough. It's gonna be rough because we we it's it's gonna be worse because we know what's coming. You know, we yeah. know the background of what's coming. We don't know specifically how the episodes are gonna play out. Um, I do wonder how much direct battle we're gonna see. That's a good so point. So to this point, they've they've captured Maul. Maul has to escape, but. There can only be so much focus on that. Does he? I mean, he's still in control of crime syndicates after this. Yeah, but we so he's also... He's got to get away. I don't know about that. Order 66 is going to come and... that They might just let him free. Because they... I mean, with the understanding that he reports to the Emperor. I don't know that they have that understanding. Well, I mean, the Emperor might communicate that to them. Um, cause once he's no longer, once he's revealed, then there's no reason why he can't be like, yeah, let, let them all go do what I tell him to do. Yeah. Well, I, I think this might be know. a horrible that, time that for Maul. As, as important as Maul is, that seems like a, so the, one of the biggest things that bothered me about Revenge of the Sith is when Cody, when we saw the emperor discuss with individual I think we talked about this last week we yeah, discussed with individual when he told troopers. Cody execute right. order so 66 there were, there were a few of them that he said it to in particular and then it was somewhere in one of the books like he, he called out to these these few and then the other ones just got the generic message and I'm like because that's the only thing that made, like he can't call out to all of them Yeah, and I feel like he certainly couldn't call out to like people online have been saying Jesse's the one who's going to get the message um, all the clones get the message yeah, um, but I well, feel like he's. I think there's a tactical aspect to this because he calls out to the clones who are stationed with the uh, Jedi who are most likely to be sensitive to it. Like if they had started killing, like if Order sixty six had gone through, and Kenobi was nowhere near Cody, he would have sensed it right away. So I think uh, Obi Wan and Yoda have to be among the first. Killed, so it, it does make sense to me that there's a handful that'll get the order, like literally moments before Ooh, all of them get the council order. Council members, exactly. 
So we see Plo Koon, we see uh, he gets the individual order. Coyote Mundi, I think the guy gets the individual order. But yeah, council members, like you said. So the ones who would sense it okay. when... Yep. Yeah. So... Yep. And I don't know that everybody was, was you know, a, well, and obviously we saw that with Yoda. Yoda knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. Um, so he probably should have been the first. Well, and I've got a little bit of wonder with Yoda. I don't know. No, I guess that, that wouldn't work. Never mind. I'll, why I'll did, why did Turful and Chewbacca just say okay when Yoda cut off the two guys' heads? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, he's like, the clone troopers just walked up to him, and he just cut their heads off, and then they were like, all right. All right, well, let's, let's get out of here, well, little man. That seemed like it took a lot of effort. Or, you want to ride? And he let him cut on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> right? was... like, um, so anyway, but that was, my point was there would have to be in all this time, which, which fits even better with what I'm trying to say. Um, if he's giving all these individual commands for Order 66, he's not going to give Rex or even Jesse that command. Like that's that's the thing is they're not going to get an individual command because they're not with their Jedi who would be Anakin. Yeah. And even if they were, Anakin's already been destroyed. Yeah, he's not a Jedi. So they're not getting that. You know, they they would just have to get that generic message. Um. And I think that might be what we see is Ahsoka with the clones, maybe even with Darth Maul when the message goes through. Right. So that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. And I wonder if, Ooh, okay. I've got some speculation. Ooh, that's scary. Sad. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she and Darth Maul have to fight off the clones together. Uh, that would be heartbreaking. That'd be interesting. That'd be horrible. Yes, it would. But somehow we know that she keeps Rex as a friend. So it'll be interesting. Right. Yeah. Wonder if the Bad Batch is immune to uh, Order 66. We did start mm-hmm. the season with a heavy concentration on the Bad Batch and that they're they're abnormal. And we've got, who do we have? Rex and who are the three we know in Rebels? Uh, I can't remember. One of, uh, gosh. Uh, Wolf? Wolf Gregor. Gregor. So I don't know if they're all supposed to be 501st. Uh, we should look that up between now and the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's really interesting if we, you know, when we look at, I mean, it could be again, and I'm I'm speculating here on Maul and Ahsoka having to help each other out. Maul definitely has some ability to reach inside. Yeah. Um. And Maul might be able to find it, and and might be the the one that switches. Ooh. <laughs> you know, there could be. There could be some really wild stuff. I've wondered about that. If, and Ahsoka if, and Rex. Yeah, I've wondered if Ahsoka did some sort of mind thing on Rex that was able to beat it. Um, 
But that has to be that he doesn't treat her like a Jedi in order to work, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We will see, man. We'll see in just, uh, what, five days, four days? Yeah. Now, have you ever seen the post about Order 67? <laughs> no. Okay. So apparently, and this is this is Legends, as far as I know. I, I kind of hope it's Legends. Um, apparently, there's an Order 67 written into the cones, the, the clones, into the cones, um, into the clones in which if the Emperor, or if the, the Chancellor um, is clearly in violation, that they will stop serving him as the commander and uh, heed the advice of the Jedi Council, or something of that nature. Huh. It was really odd. Um, and I feel like it was a... So I read this somewhere recently, and I don't—I I didn't read it out of a specific Star Wars book, and I don't know where the information came from. So I'm not saying this is a this is an honest or actual thing. As far as I know, this could be a a, a fan theory, um, you know that that pushed real far. But I thought it was interesting. I also don't like it, so I—it <laughs> doesn't I make hope that it's not canon. Like I prefer that it's a hidden program that no one knows about yeah. to. Oh yeah, it was there, and we knew about it, and it was just a matter of who activated it first. Like that's the part that I didn't like. Because yeah, at that it, point, where the Jedi are like, "Up, oh, that doesn't make sense." Destroyed. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Like why that would even be there, given it was all hidden protocols anyway. That was that was another part of it, but the fact that it was like that the hidden code is the part that that makes it like uh, Order sixty six is like whoa that was. What's that doing in there? So, anyway, that was something that popped up. And, again, I, I hope it's not. I don't think it's canon. Um, yeah. I don't even know that it's Legends. I just I just know that I read it somewhere. So. Gotcha. It was a surprise. Was I'm wild. surprised. Everything's yeah. going to be crazy. And if you are not heartbroken enough on Friday, then they'll only make you wait three more days before they melt your heart all the way down to nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, this can't end well. <laughs> oh, well. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was real great talking to you, Jim, all right? <laughs> <laughs> lifts my spirits for the rest of the week. Yay, Tim. Our, our favorite characters are going to die or be heartbroken or go into hiding. Yay. Yay. All right, buddy. I think that is it for the episode. And let's, I got nothing else to add tonight. Do you? You think Obi-Wan's going to try to reach out to Ahsoka or Ahsoka? I mean, Ahsoka's certainly going to try to reach out to him. Um, I'm trying to remember you know in Rebels, because his... he puts out the broadcast in Rebels. Yeah, she's gonna hear his message. Yeah, I don't know. They're gonna, I mean, they they're gonna play his message. I that's that's my speculation. I'm gonna call it. They're gonna play his message in the twelfth episode of this. Yeah, she's gonna hear it. I I think that's probably a pretty good call. I like it. I don't know if I like it. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I do. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm just trying to make jokes because I'm sad. Don't be sad. I won't be sad. All right. 
All right, well, then I guess that's it, buddy. That's it, man. So, yeah, try to keep the chin up, and uh, we'll be happy. And I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been our, our certain, certain point, point of, of view. view. May the force be with you. Always. Always. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> From now hey, on. Hey, tell Anakin. I will. <laughs> All right, Good man. Bye, everybody. Good night. Wait, wait, I'm still trying to figure out how... Audio 1.